0: there's a new ai tool in town and it's once again got people asking marketers are the robots like gonna take your jobs and honestly it is a very good question one that i'm not sure i have the complete answer to but i do want to talk about it with you all today because i think we are at a point where ai tools like ChatGPT and even some maybe less powerful ones like canva magic and copy ai things of that nature can either help our industry or harm it. And it really is up to us to decide how we're gonna use these tools because at the end of the day, there are humans behind these tools. There are humans who press go, who press start, who input data and who create them. So let's talk as humans about the power of AI in marketing. First, I wanna talk about my general personal, feelings. Well, I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone to hear that I am not the world's biggest proponent of these AI tools. They kind of freak me out. I have some ethical concerns about them and what they're doing to artists, creators, what they're doing for people's mental health, body image, and so much more. But with that said, I'm also not a huge fan of TikTok. I still am not. I think it's actually kind of bad for society, if I'm being honest. That said, I have a TikTok. I help my clients with TikTok and I think this is something that I admittedly do struggle with as a marketer is kind of balancing my values with my vocation. I do have hard lines and I think that that is what You know, my advice to you would be with AI or any new technology that maybe you're not comfortable with, with TikTok. I've set a hard line, listen, I'm not going to do dances on TikTok, especially in scantily clad clothing, even if that's what's trending and that's no shade to anyone who does that. But that just does not align with me and what I want to be known for. And for the AI thing, listen, I've been using AI. A lot of us have been using AI. This is not brand new. I've used Grammarly for years. I've used a tool called Descript, which is a video editor, which has AI functionality for years now. So I've been using AI, right? I can't get on my high horse and say no AI ever, but I can say, you know what? The Lenza app, I've heard way too many artists complain about their art being stolen. I've heard way too many people talk about Uh, how it has harmed their body image, particularly people who look like me and seeing their skin be lightened and things like that on that app. So I can say, you know what? That one, not gonna go there. So I think it's important to draw your own boundaries. With that said, I think with new technology, you kind of have to evolve or be left behind in this field. Marketing is ever-changing. Digital is ever-changing. And if you don't like change Maybe it is time to think about something else. And I, I say that with love. I don't say, oh, you're not good enough for this industry. It's just, that's what it is. You know, it, it's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. So I do think that we will need to use it. We There will be tools that we're gonna need to get comfortable with. I can definitely see in the next couple of years I don't know which one it will be. I don't know what it will do necessarily, but just like Canva completely revolutionized graphic design, and I know my graphic designers are cringing so hard, but just, you know, it changed. It changed how we design stuff. It changed how we create images. I think we'll see a Canva equivalent for... AI writing or outlines or something like that. Maybe it is ChatGPT. I don't know. And I think the Canva thing is a important thing to talk about. And we're gonna come back to it because I do use Canva every single day in my business. I also hire graphic designers every single year. I don't have one on staff full time. But I do hire at least one or two graphic design freelancers every year. And I want to talk about why that is. We'll get get to that at the end of the episode. But first, let's talk about how AI can be good. Because I do think there are some potentials with it. I've played around a little bit with ChatGPT and some other ones. I didn't want to. It took me a long time to create a ChatGPT account. I wasn't um, rah, rah, yeah, let's do this. But You know, hey, I think that these AI tools can be helpful for idea generation. So for example, if you get a client in the biotech industry, I don't know about you, but I don't really know much about biotech. And if they give me a few keywords or a few, you know, industry terms that they want me to create content around, What I normally would do in that situation is go to Google, go to any industry website I can find and just do research. And I do think that these AI tools can basically be an accelerated version of that. I went ahead and tested out using ChatGPT for this episode and created an outline. I created my own outline, my own way first, And then I created one in chat GPT and I got to admit it didn't do a terrible job. I'll put it up on screen. If you're watching the YouTube version, it didn't do a terrible job. It actually is pretty much my outline, just organized a little bit better and a little bit more, you know, uh, professional looking if I'm being honest. So I think that can be helpful. And I don't find that to be incredibly terrible, let's say, because at the end of the day, I still have to get on camera and create the content. I'm not pushing a button and having some robot-like voice create a podcast, although that's probably coming. That's probably coming. But for now, I think it can be helpful for creators. That said, as I read through this outline and some other examples that I have tested out, they're extremely bland, extremely kind of academic, I suppose I would say, there is not a lot of me, there is none of me in that. And that's obvious. So if you're not taking the time to make it your own, I think you're going to suffer. I think your work is going to suffer. Again, we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, And I think it can be helpful for checking work and you know, just like the technical details, right? Maybe fact checking would be great if we had some AI fact checking for news or for, um, you know, social media, but it can also hurt. It can hurt our industry a lot. I mean, obviously, job stuff aside, right, can put a lot of people out of work, but let's talk about that dry outline and the dry landing page that I created. I I tested out in chat GPT them creating a landing page for the Freelance Friday Club, my membership group. And I mean, let me just read you a, a couple quick examples. Welcome to the Freelance Friday Club. Are you a freelancer looking to take your business to the next level? look no further than the freelance friday club like that's fine but that's just a bunch of business clichés right how many landing pages have we seen with those exact words those exact terms on the landing page there's no me in that i also did one for an online course i said let me just let me just see here i'm going to i'm going to make them create a landing page for the accelerator which is going to be opening soon welcome to the social media management accelerator course same format there right Are you ready to take your social media skills to the next level? Sounds just like the other one. Um, And then basically it's copying what I kind of already put in for the prompt. So like, yeah, this can be a helpful maybe kind of template, if you will, but there's certainly something missing and I see it from the user perspective. It is so obvious to me when someone is using one of these tools for their copywriting. It is so unbelievably obvious. There's a creator I follow who I love and they have a very distinctive voice. They are very fun. They yeah, they just are, you know, it's like you just know. We all write or talk or create in a certain way. Maybe it's the pacing of words that you know, actual words that we use, the emojis we use. Uh, We all have different, you know, regional dialects. I'm from the North. This person's actually from the South, which I kind of have a little soft spot for and think is really cute. So, you know, there's, there's all these like different ways that this person talks, right? And I saw one of their posts come up. I think it was on LinkedIn. And it was just, it was, it stood out like a sore thumb from their other posts because it just did not sound like them. All of those little things that made this person, that person were gone. And it was, it was a robot. And you might be wondering, well, like, who cares? I mean, if I'm a business owner, I don't care about cute little words and phrases that I normally use. And sure, if you are selling, you know, batteries on Amazon, yeah, (laughs) AI it away. I think that is exactly the type of industry that will... Be off to the races with this stuff, creating a thousand different product descriptions for household items. I mean, how much personality and emotion do you really need in that? I got to be honest, even as a marketer, I don't read the descriptions for batteries. I just buy the dang batteries. So if that's your niche, yeah, maybe you should be a little bit worried and maybe you should be thinking about um, a different niche, but for services, for, you know, products that impact our daily lives in a meaningful way for things like healthcare for, you know, anything like that. Yeah. There is emotion. There needs to be emotion in your copy. You can't just have a copy and paste dry script and We just saw in these two landing pages that I created for two different products of mine, they followed the exact same format. So are we going to just forever see landing pages that are basically copies of one another? And is that going to impact us and encourage us to buy in the same way that we traditionally have? Of course not. And I know that there's more complex, you know, stuff that you can do with this. So before anyone any, anyone lets me know that I, I know we can train this to probably make it more personalized and all that. But the point is people still do need connection. That's what makes us human. That is what makes us buy the way that we do, connect with the brands that we do. If we just let AI take over our copywriting, what is that really gonna do for human connection in marketing? It's not gonna be there. And people aren't gonna sell stuff. People aren't gonna be happy, I'm telling you. I already talked about artists and creatives complaining about Lenza. And I think a few of them actually sued the app or, or some actual app, I'll, I'll, I'll leave some sources in the show notes for you. But there's definitely concerns from an ethical perspective there. But for you, if you're using these apps, let's talk about the concerns, the legal risks for you. According to the Smithsonian Magazine, The U.S. Copyright Office ruled that AI art cannot be copyrighted because it lacks the human authorship necessary for protection. So let's say that you create a really cool AI comic or AI book or whatever for a client that you're working with. You use the Lensa app or something similar to create that and it goes viral. People love it. People are all about it. And, you know, all the things that you want to happen for your client, they happen, they get a bunch of money, they make a bunch of sales, they do all the things. Well, if I'm a bad actor and I'm sitting here and saying, Hey, they crushed it. Let me create an Instagram account. That's a copy of this and start selling my own merch or start creating a course about it or, you know, whatever, pretending I'm the author, I'm the creator and selling one on ones with me. You can't really stop me it's anybody's anybody owns that art. anybody can use that art. So that's concerning. I don't know about the text. uh, You know, the written content, I think that's something that we need to explore. And I will do some homework on that and try to leave some resources for you in the show notes. And of course, I think this is a topic we'll be revisiting for sure over the year, at least. But yeah, I mean, if I write a landing page, who owns that? Can can somebody else they say, Oh, Latasha's course, she said it sold really well. Well, I'm just gonna copy and paste that landing page and start selling a duplicate. I don't know what the rules are around that. So I think there are lots of negatives. <laughs> I think there are lots of things that we should be concerned about before we just go all in on creating just AI everything for all of our clients or our own brands as well. That said, how can you future-proof your job if you are a marketer, if you're a social media manager, a copywriter, a designer? Well, I think the first thing that's really important here is you need to be a subject matter expert. Because I'll tell you what, a robot isn't a subject matter expert. They don't know what they're talking about. They're like just basically Googling, I don't know how this stuff works, but in my mind, that's what it looks like is they just crawled the internet for information about things. And it comes out very cut and dry, right? And again, that can be helpful, but it needs some massaging before it is ready to be in any format that I would present to you all. Like this podcast outline, I wouldn't present that to you I need to do some massaging. I need to put some love in it. I need to put some personal anecdotes. I mean, one of the bullet points on here is share examples, share case studies of companies that have used AI. Well, that's research I need to do. I need to go out, maybe I need to go on Instagram and ask my followers, hey, are any of you using this successfully? Do you wanna hop on for an interview or give me a quote that I can read in my podcast, right? So there's still that subject matter expertise, that human element that is necessary for most forms of creative work. And I think niching down and saying, listen, I work with only biotech companies. I know everything there is about biotech. I'm going to this upcoming biotech conference. I have all these biotech connections. That's something a computer doesn't have. And when you are talking to potential clients and selling your services, That is a huge selling point. And I think this is true before this whole AI conversation is that niching down is super helpful because it does. It makes you the obvious choice if you say something like that versus maybe somebody who's a generalist who is just kind of dabbling and hanging out and blowing in the wind. So become a subject matter expert in your niche of choice. Know all there is to know about your topic, about your subject. Next. Be creative AF. Okay, be as creative as you can be. Cre- create as many things as you can. Again, this is nothing new. My whole inbound marketing funnel, my, my sales funnel, how I get clients, how I get work is by creating videos, is showing up. And listen, a lot of people don't show up. I'm being honest and I'm no better than them. I'm no better at my job than people who don't create YouTube videos. And most of them, you know, your average marketer. It's just, I'm showing up. And I think more now than ever, we've got to show up above these computers. You know, we have to prove that we are out here, that we know what we're talking about. And that's the thing that the AI isn't doing yet. It's writing me this beautiful podcast outline, basically a script. I'm sure I could have done script and it would have given me a word for word that I could have done. It didn't create the video. It didn't sit here and put on clothes and sit down at my desk and press record on the camera. It hasn't done that yet. <laughs> and I've seen some AI video tools. I got pitched one recently to promote to you all. Which, you know, I would never promote anything I don't actually love. And it was terrible. It was like, it was actually scary, to be honest. They're not there yet. The The idea of creating a fake video of somebody isn't there yet from what I've seen, at least at the consumer level and the accessible level, like something like ChatGPT is. So actually doing the work, actually doing the stuff is what's gonna set you apart. I've been asked this question a million times when it comes to content. Hey, Latasha, how do you know that you're not giving your best stuff away for free? You know, how How do you make sure that people don't just copy you and become your competitor because you're giving all your, your trade secrets away? Essentially, you're giving all your business advice away. And my answer is always the same, listen, If somebody wants to consume every second of my content, in theory, yeah, they will have a step-by-step everything that I know about building a business. And in theory, they could replicate my business. Yes, absolutely. You have all the tools. If I'm working with a client and I give them a step-by-step because I'm going to go on vacation of how to check their Instagram inbox or, you know, how to take an Instagram photo because I'm unavailable to do it for them. Yeah, they have the tools to do it. Here's the thing. Only a very small percentage of people are actually going to do it and do it consistently and put in the care and creativity and details and passion that are required for this stuff to really, to really work. And that's no shade to anybody. I I'm not saying if you're not studying my videos all day, that you're a bad person or you're not smart, right? There's a lot of reasons why you probably just don't have time to do that. The point is it's just not that easy right? Instructions, learning, like step by step, that stuff's easy, but execution is hard. And that is something that as a service provider in particular, you need to be hammering home and really living the example of, yes, some people will say, I'm a price shopper. I want the cheapest method of getting this stuff out there as possible. I don't want to pay an individual to write copy for me. I just want to get this done as cheap as possible. That that's always going to be a thing, but there will also always be people who will pay for convenience, who will pay for expertise, who will pay for innovation and creativity. And that brings me, like I said, I want to come back to the graphic design conversation. I know a lot of graphic designers hate Canva. I kind of have a love hate with it too, from an ethical perspective. Cause I'm like, what? Like, uh, but I still hire designers regularly. I still hire designers If I need a logo done, I'm not doing that on Canva. I'm sorry. I love you, Canva. I know you can create logos on Canva, but I'm not doing it on Canva. I want a professional, not just for the convenience of them to to do it right for me and me not having to like wrestle with Canva to get everything right, but also for their their creativity, for their experience and saying, hey... You've worked with other online educators. You know, what colors should I be using to communicate, right? Color theory is a whole thing. Does does Canva really know color theory and give you suggestions on which moods you're trying to communicate based on experience? No, they don't do that. They don't do that. So there will always be a place for convenience. There will always be a place for expertise. So I think those are the places that we as human beings can really stand out and separate ourselves from these computers. So those are my quick thoughts on AI. I'm really curious to know what you all think. As always, just please keep it respectful. And I know I'm only scratching the surface of what these tools are capable of. So you don't need to tell me that. I know. But I am curious. You know, um, you can disagree with me, please. I am also not too proud to say that you know i can change my mind i change my mind on lots of things so i'm open to hearing what you all think and where this is going and uh you know this will certainly be something that i will be watching i think we all will be so stay tuned If you are watching the YouTube version, you may see that I'm in my new office, so that's very exciting. I think I have a vlog coming out on Monday, a little behind-the-scenes office tour. I feel like I need something, like a little picture or something here. What do you all think, or is this cool, like as is? Let me know also if you have any design uh, thoughts. And lastly, just want to take a second to remind you about the Freelance Friday Club, if you are somebody who's just looking for accountability, networking, if you are looking to pick my brain a little bit, the Freelance Writer Club is a great place to be. And I am closing the doors to it for a little bit in the next week or so. So you've got just about a week to sign up. So I will leave a link for you in the show notes. Just to clarify, I'm closing the doors to new members, but all of the activities will still be going on every month like normal. We do bi-weekly masterminds, basically a group coaching session with me. We do weekly video co-working, and we also do regular master classes with myself and other guest experts. So it's a really good time. There's a daily forum you can access. I'd love to see some of you in there. I'd love to talk AI with some of you in there. And um, yeah, I, uh, I hope you can join me. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.